0: Welcome back to another episode of Ego Friendly, a podcast that promotes self-growth and positivity for listeners. So far, we have discussed the importance of mental health within the LGBTQ community, the African-American community, and the Latinx community. Today, we'll be discussing the impacts of the stigma of mental health within the Asian-American community, expressing the core causes and the possible solutions that we can all take help those that are struggling with mental health issues within the Asian American community. According to the American Psychological Association, a study from the University of Maryland School of Public Health in 2007 looked at the various mental health concerns that were most prevalent within the Asian American communities in Montgomery County of Maryland. In the study, Asian American young adults from eight Asian American communities, Asian Indian, Cambodian, Chinese, Indonesian, Korean, Taiwanese, Thai, and Vietnamese were assessed on the common types of stress faced in their lives. The research team held 19 focus groups with 174 participants who were between the ages of 18 and 30 years old, and who identified at least as first or second generation immigrants. The results showed that participants reported several common sources of stress that affected their overall mental health. Core causes include parental pressure to succeed in academics, discussing mental health concerns, being considered taboo in many Asian cultures, and as a result Asian Americans tend to dismiss or deny or neglect their symptoms. There is also a pressure to live up to the model minority stereotype, which is a view that inaccurately portrays Asian Americans as successively integrating into mainstream culture and having overcome the challenges of racial bias. There is also family obligation based on strong, traditional, or cultural values, discrimination due to racial and cultural background, and lastly, difficulty in balancing two different cultures and developing a bicultural sense of self. As I did further research, I found a quote which was by a uh, psychologist named uh, Lan Nguyen Chalkins. And it was from an NBC article, and and she stated that Cambodian Americans carried the experience of torture and working in labor camps, while Vietnamese Americans and Laotian Americans endured refugee camps after fleeing warfare in their countries. And she also states what they experienced was a massive problem with trust in human beings. She said, it's like, well, why do I need you? I survived under a hundred dead bodies. Um, So I think this is really interesting how she talks about the impacts of certain uh, Asian American groups, uh, specifically within this example, Cambodian Americans, right? Uh, People that have faced long-term issues with fleeing from one country to another, um, maybe during a war-torn type of uh, moment in their lives, uh, having to endure labor camps, for example. And then we also see with Vietnamese Americans and Laotian Americans who had to endure refugee camps um, because of fleeing from a war-torn country. Um, So we see that these sort of social aspects can also play a really heavy into Asian Americans, um, their mental health, and I think specifically with the older generations as well as they would have to be there as they were there and they may have experienced this issue in the past and that's why um, it may be a memory to them that they transcend to their generations later on and it's it's a sense of anxiety and fear and almost um, just sort of keeping your... Experiences and trauma to yourself because uh, maybe other people won't want to talk about it, or it's something that's considered maybe archaic because not a lot of people would understand their like experiences in general. Um, going back with the other list as well, parental pressure to succeed in academics. I think this is probably one of the main uh, stressors for Asian American communities, right? Because there are standards that are being set out for children uh, of the household, right? You have to get these set of grades or these amount of test scores. And it does play a lot on, you know, imposter syndrome, which we did a prior episode with, which is talking about, um, you know, how many people feel as though they are not competent enough to their skill sets or abilities, um, and there's a lot of self-comparison that they have because of that. And it does tie in a lot with the narrative we have here, which is the Asian American community because they do have higher rates of imposter syndrome as well, and I definitely see that connection happening with also the pressure to succeed well in academics. Um, we also see that family obligations, right, of these traditional and cultural values are also another aspects as well, right? Um, because um, the, the problem with mental health is that I think nowadays it has been a bit more normalized and accepted, um, especially with social media and how everyone is open to sharing their trauma or experiences that they feel like that they have faced for mental health. But also, there's just some people or some groups that still view mental health very negatively based on something related to maybe cultural values or traditional values. Uh, Maybe because it's considered like, if you experience that specific thing, then you're going to be like weak minded or you're not like there's no such thing as mental health, right? You're just uh, you're feeling, a, you know, a certain way, or it's just mood swings. That they often feel like it is right. It's something that sometimes they would consider it as almost scary because it's abnormal. It's something that almost seems to the point where it's a serious illness that must be treated right away. And sadly, for some cultural groups, or that sense of traditional value and cultural norm has been applied um, to certain racial and ethnic groups to today as well so along with that we also have discrimination which is a really important factor because uh when we're talking about any racial group in general whether that's asian american community latinx community african american community and so forth they have their you know another burden to carry with the, in, the issue of race and their cultural background, discrimination that continues to go on either through school level, right? Institution level, um, or just social interactions that they feel like they are alone, that they feel like they should just focus more on themselves. Um, that type of mentality really, in the end, really hurts them the most because they are not able to share it with other people. And as a result, Nothing gets fixed or done. Um, And it kind of links back with, again, traditional cultural values. The most important part here is that in some households, it is still considered taboo in certain Asian cultures. And like I said, right, people tend to dismiss them. They deny the symptoms, right? I think it's important to sort of acknowledge that, you know, Mental health is just as important as your physical health. And in fact, mental health could impact your physical health as well, right? If you're not feeling good mentally, then it might also impact your actions and how you behave as well physically as well. So that is also an important thing to mention as well. Um, and to start thinking about it as a health issue rather than uh, because there's other know stickers and tags that we put mental health in which is like social social issues or um, it is but it's also important to note that it is also a health issue as well um, that deals with our mentality Um, so I thought that was really really important to mention right given these core causes I'm sure there are a lot more if not um, maybe some of these might apply to you as as a listener, or maybe you've you've met someone that have shown these types of characteristics or have confessed to uh, agreeing to these specific causes as well, and that's that's okay, that's normal, and it's important to recognize that, number one, and address that um, given the possible solutions and opportunities that are granted out there. So I want to take a short break and we're going to go back and talk about ways to help those experiencing mental health issues within the Asian American community. So what are ways to help those experiencing mental health issues in the Asian American community? Well, joining a group with like-minded individuals can help support them and let them share their experiences with other people that are experiencing psychological issues such as themselves. In fact, also getting in touch with an Asian American therapist may also help as well, especially if they have any language barriers or need someone to connect with them in, uh, with more Uh, language support, Um, if they're more comfortable with having someone that is in their community and is willing to share statistics or educate them on other forms of uh, mental illnesses that they are probably linked with or want to know more about. Also know that there's so many more resources out there besides therapists. It's just a psychologist. Most psychologists have a PhD, Um, And they primarily focus on research, but they also formerly uh, focus on treatment as well. And they're also trained for psychological assessments, which is one of the services that they can generally provide in uh, a very safe and secure way. So that is one. Uh, Obviously, we also have therapists and counselors as well. Uh, Psychotherapy. Uh, is one of the mental health treatment that they cater towards. Generally, it deals with specific issues, issues that they might face, such as marriage slash divorce and or family issues. Um, however, they're also trained to treat most mental illnesses as well. So you can always consult a therapist slash counselors. Social workers. Social workers are really prevalent um, in school settings or even in Um, mostly school settings though there are other uh, places and institutions that they do work in Um, so they generally approach mental health from more like a social perspective right about how uh, people are how their needs are being met um, and they're really familiar with social factors and as a result housing meeting uh, your basic needs they can cater that to your needs as well we also have ac- occupational therapists therapists are those that specialize in sort of the more functional aspects of life um, they enable people to participate in activities um, that more are more mindful right that help them uh situate themselves into a more healthy lifestyle uh maybe permitting them to changes um to challenges lifestyle challenges that they face in their lives just through education or unemployment and they also help aid in the re- rehabilitation of fine motor skills as well. So that is an occupational therapist. And lastly, we have a psychiatrist. And psychiatrists are doctors, right? But they also prescribe medications towards a particular uh, mental illness or in case uh, to cater to treatment. Um, like clinical psychologists, these psychiatrists also have a lot of years of training Um, Being doctors, they can also help with physical illnesses as well and how it impacts your mental health and how mental health can also impact your physical illness. So things that include like depression and how it's related to thyroid or gastrointestinal conditions. They are there to explain that and will allow you to uh, share your story and, and talk about the components of treatment that can be prescribed. So there are many resources out there. Um, continuing on remember that you can always reach out and talk to them if you're comfortable doing so sometimes just a bit of empathy and just opening up like how are you doing how's your day Um, may I help you things like that can really go a long way to show that act of kindness and really help that person out in the long run and maybe let them open up towards their uh, struggles as well on the other hand I believe that if you are the person that you know personally goes through this and have instances where it's really hard to find someone out there to talk to or share it to. I'm a resource as well. Um, I think writing is a cathartic activity that you can do, right? It's the act of expressing your thoughts on paper. It's a really great way to express yourself, to share your emotions and aspirations for the future. Um, it's also a great way to express, just to release all of that mental Uh, stress or trauma that you're facing into that paper without I guess burdening another person um, or annoying another person or telling them about all the things that you're going through Um, because I know this time everyone is going through some very difficult times and we're all having some sort of stress that we're feeling and I think writing or journaling is a great way to um, share and release and vent all those out if you want to. I think on the other hand, leaving a kind note or message really helps. I think writing thank you notes or presenting them with an everlasting message of hope and support and saying like, oh, I'm there for you. Like you do not have to be alone. You don't have to fight through this darkness alone. It makes them feel more delighted. It makes them feel more connected overall as a person. And um, that little shimmer of hope, despite the darkness and uh sadness that they have to go through and despair that they go through every day and just know that they just tell them that they are not alone that they have so many other people behind their back supporting them caring for them rooting for them every single day because they are a very strong individual um also emphasize early detections and preventions can, is also a great way too. If you really notice like early signs that this person maybe has some form of depression or anxiety, right? it's good to first be knowledgeable about what those early symptoms are before co- jumping to that specific conclusion that that person has depression. It's also good to ask them how they're feeling um, if you can help them if there's anything that they want to say it's important to show that and just maintain that connection as well right I think it's important because sometimes they might leave too soon or and it might come off as a surprise for many people because they can't they can't tell and it's it's a struggle right because a lot of people especially those that are in the Asian American community tend to I guess, conceal their emotions and their thoughts within themselves it's almost like a cultural type of um, ideal as well which is another element that we could talk about right And we mentioned prior about sort of concealing their emotions and concealing their struggles and everything especially with those that survive through war or have been through labor camps it tends to be very it seems like they seem very normal but deep down internally they are not and sometimes things like that are a bit tricky but asking them internally and asking them every day and just making sure that you take more keener care of them is always something that you can control Another important thing is to recognize that mental health is key to a healthy lifestyle and it's connected to your physical health as well, right? Um, a lot of things are going to do. We talked about depression how it links with you know, thyroid issues, right? But it can also be the other way around and how your physical health can also maybe impact your mental health as well, right? So it is almost like a um, interconnected of thing, right? Your body is not just your physical body and that's it, right? It also links with your mind as well. Um, also, I think it's important to have more education, right? Uh, regularly engaging your communities, right? It can be something small, right? Just knocking on doors and talking about statistics of mental health every day for your neighbors or raising or donating money to a local mental health organization is so important as well. Or even just just teaching your family members or those that are in other communities as well, not just within the Asian American community, just telling them like, these are the statistics, these are you know the data and telling them about the rates and the stories that people go through. Um, and I think having more knowledge and educating others through the, these realities of mental health, especially with people who are underrepresented, is so important because it, it tells them that, you know, maybe maybe I too am experiencing these issues or I have I know someone that has experiences, oh, maybe I should tell that person as well. So it tells them and it sort of almost becomes a ripple effect for change, which I think is so powerful, um, especially during this time right now where um, the second cause of death for teenagers is related to depression anxiety right Um, especially mental health is especially most vulnerable uh, youth are most vulnerable to it so it's important to educate those within uh, youth as well for within not only the asian american community but those other communities out there as well right Now, the question is, how do I actually detect the early signs of mental illness? Um, So there's definitely ways, right? I know it's, it's really difficult because, you know, some people choose to conceal their emotions. It's almost tricky to see, oh, are you good? Are you mild? Right. So I think there are a lot of ways, right? So the first thing is sort of asking yourself first right before you start asking other people how they're feeling right you can do this on yourself right first off you can ask yourself how are my thoughts and feelings uh, you know like the average person am i having strong feelings right um how strongly do i feel uh, these feelings and thoughts, right, whether it was stress or despair or isolation, asking yourself that, right? Maybe make a journal article um, or a journal just about this question in general. Like, how do I feel today? Um, how how do I act today? Was it out of you know, anger? Was it to vent? Was it how strong were my feelings and behaviors and thoughts? That's important, right? And is it similar to how I was, you know, yesterday or the day before, right? Uh, talking about that, really measuring your intensity of emotions and the consistency that you feel every day is a great way to start off. Second would be talking about the duration, right? So you can talk about yourself, how long I've been feeling this way, right? Some people might just feel it right away, right? It was just today that they felt that way or maybe it was a long time ago or years ago and you'll be surprised to hear that many people have been experiencing years and years of this, but they choose to just, just think oh it's just a phase or i'm just experiencing it this way because i i go through mood swings right but maybe it's not right maybe it's something that deals with something a lot more serious like a mental health issue um so asking yourself how long have you been feeling this specific uh emotion does it take up most of your day um these are things to consider have you ever impacted other people um it's also another question that you should ask yourself as well um are these thoughts, feelings, or behavior impacting your life? Is it making it difficult to interact with other people around you as well, whether that's through school, work, with your loved ones? How does it impact your hobbies? Did you quit your hobbies because of this specific Uh, instance in your life or the emotions that you're going through, or even self-care, right? It could impact so many places and instances in your life, the more you know it. Um, So it's important to talk about it. Have you cut off connections with those that you talk to a lot? Um, are you now isolated and you prefer to be isolated now? I know it's a bit different because of quarantine, right? But it's good to question more of that, um, especially uh, getting used to these questions so that you are able to um, sort of challenge your viewpoint of uh, you know, where you are and how um, you should be propelling yourself towards the solution. And another question would be, What if I can't get access to mental health therapy programs, right? Some of them are expensive. Some of them I can't get access to. Um, There are a lot of ways, right? So there's always the uh, insurance, right? In this case, this can include whether it's your family insurance, a student, or work insurance as well. Make sure you check your provider to see what is available, whether it's medication, therapy, or others, right? So it really does depend on insurance company. Second would be work in campus, right? Sometimes, especially if you're a scholar, or you're a student, many campuses offer reduced or even free mental health services. So you can go visit an advisor or a counselor on campus just to check. Um, if you're working, employee benefits can also include uh, mental health therapy programs um, if there's a school nearby you could they may also offer therapy programs as well there's also might be a counseling center which offers affordable therapy options through pre-licensed therapists as well and lastly there's something called sliding scale so many communities uh, m- of mental health services offer something called sliding scale payments which depends on your level of income and whether or not you' be el- eligible to get re- fee reduced. Um, therapy sessions so you can always check that you can just say oh um, signing scale payment uh, can you check that so you have eligible right and then definitely look over that as well so contact that to see if you, that it would be a valuable option to you so those are the most list of ways that you can help those within the Asian American community and things that you can do for yourself as well, just as a journaling prompt, or even as a way to check on yourself and the consistency and track your mental illness and your mental health. So... What do we learn today? Well, we learned quite a lot uh, specifically about Asian American community, how the core causes such as talking about the social stigma, the mental health stigma that they go through, talking about the impacts of high grades and long-term academic excellence that they have to maintain, or even with trauma that they may have experienced prior to history, such as uh, you know living through war or even living and experiencing uh, horrifying experiences through uh, labor camps as well. We also talked about the ways that you can help those that are experiencing mental health issues within the Asian American community or even with yourself Um, and that's through several ways such as reaching out to them and talking to them which is really important and should always be prioritized right it's a it's a leap of courage but it's something that we can all do to change to you know step out of our comfort zone but also help other people as well it's a two-in-one and just make that ripple effect for change writing we talk about this through two main forms right writing to yourself, writing a letter to yourself, your aspirations, your emotions, releasing that without having to burden another person. Also, maybe leaving a kind note to that person as well, telling them how much you appreciate them, telling them how thankful you are, and something that will make them a lot more hopeful and less lonely. Um, A lot more practical issues such as seeking psychologists, um, therapists, psychiatrists, and so much more resources that are available for those who are seeking professional help as well. Um, and also just really most important part is recognizing that you have the power to educate those around you in your community and inspire them to recognize that mental health is Really important as any other health issues out there, and emphasizing early detections for mental illnesses, uh, emphasizing preventions, and most importantly, recognizing that you have the power to um, sort of close this almost wide gap and noticing that not only is one community facing it, but so many other people in other communities are facing it as well. And lastly, There are so many mental health therapy programs available, whether if they're free or reduced. um, Look out for options and opportunities out there that are offered as well. Now, leaving off with a quote, quote states, It's not always your mental health that is the problem. Sometimes the situation you're in needs to change. I think this is a really important quote, right? It's always easy to get caught up into the belief that there's no way out. You know, I'm just trapped in here forever, right? Whether you're a victim of it, whether if you have seen or experienced someone having that issue, it's important to recognize that, you know, some people really if you put yourself in their perspective, right? They, they can't really escape, right? And can't escape this dark cloud it's covering over their head, right? Remember, right? There are always opportunities available for you to seek help. Know that you're not alone and someone out there, someone in the same boat as you are, is going to help. Is feeling and experiencing and understands the feeling that you're going through. So just push through, find that courage to not only share yourself, open up to free yourself from that darkness that you have experienced. And I can assure you that everyone will be so proud to notice a more happier and brighter image of you, which we are all rooting for here in the podcast, here and even outside. Everyone is there, and it's just it's important to recognize that. That's all I have for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, and look forward to the next one.